0: Philippians 4, verses 2 through to 8. I entreat and advise you, Odea, and I entreat and advise Sinchi to agree and work in harmony in the Lord. And I exhort you too, my genuine yoke fellow, help these two women to keep on cooperating, for they have toiled along with me in the spreading of the good news of the gospel As have Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Again I say, rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing, gentle spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through christ and so fearing nothing from god and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in christ jesus for the rest brethren whatever is true whatever is worthy of reverence and is honourable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Good morning, everyone. I want to just give you a few... Encouraging thoughts, just as I've read this passage this morning, just aware as you enter these New Testament letters of the quality and depth and intensity of relationship between Paul and the others, between the New Testament disciples. And that for me is an immediate challenge as somebody who comes to the word of God knowing by memory certain passages more than others so for example I have in I have in mind um, as I'm sure most of us do verse 6 of chapter 4 of Philippians because it's it's a memory verse isn't it typically but we don't tend to memorize the three or four or five verses before that 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 reveal or a window into the intensity of of relationships that were in existence in the church looking at the different people who are who were mentioned there and paul's concern that there would be peace and harmony and that and that the um that the individuals would be looked after um particularly the burden for the women you know paul says that there doesn't he in the little bit we've just read um I entreat and advise Euodia, and I entreat and advise Sinchi. I think that's how you pronounce it to agree and to work in harmony in the law. There's this longing for intensity of relationship to be christ like and the the real anchor there, the real kind of linchpin, if you like, is at the end of verse three where Paul references Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the Book of Life. It's hard to read that and not think of the Lamb, the Lamb who was slain and yet he stands again in Revelation. So I I think that's something for us to think about in terms of what what do New Testament, Spirit-filled relationships between brothers and sisters look like as the world continues to convulse, as the world continues to be disrupted, as the church continues to be sifted. I don't think those types of relationships just happen automatically. And I think I think we can be very careless about um, a phrase that Brennan Manning uses, which is easy familiarity. He uses that phrase with respect of our relationship with God as we come to him as a child, just as a child, there's the sense of easy familiarity, which of course is always right with the Lord, I think is probably often something that's resisted by the enemy, you know, at all costs maintain uh, some kind of distant, lukewarm formality with God, as opposed to the easygoing, easy familiarity of a child with a loving parent, you know? So there are elements of this where an easy familiarity, I think, can replace this type of relationship in the New Testament where we, you see an intensity of relationship between brothers and sisters and there's almost a sense in which it becomes forced or the use of language can... Um, let, me, let me give you an example. I've mentioned this publicly before. You know where we talk about much love. You know where you go from not knowing somebody. A couple of emails later, a couple of emails exchanged later, it's much love, much love, da 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 da, and as though there's some kind of relationship that's been built, and that's not the case. And I think we, I think we can, I think we can fall short of the type of relationships here that we see at the beginning of Philippians, where you know, where we replace the genuine work of the spirit. Ultimately, this reality of of the kind of relationships that he mentions people by name, and it's a work of the spirit. It's not a work of emails. It's not a work of um, digital media. It's a work of the spirit. And I think if you're in a context today, as we are, where we're, I, we're isolated from physical contact with people, we occasionally have meetings online with people and sometimes they can be really life-giving and edifying other times they're just draining you know you have i think it's worth thinking how do these relationships what are these relationships look like how did they get to the state that they got to where there was this type of intensity that's just the first thing just a couple of shorter things in passing um the, the verse that we all know well and some of us may need to be reminded of again do not fret verse six or have any anxiety about anything Anything, there's no, there's no exception there, is there? But in every circumstance, by prayer, it says here, by prayer and petition in the ESV, it's by prayer and supplication. But in the amplified version that I'm reading here, by prayer and petition, in other words, definite requests, definite requests, specific, forensic things that perhaps only you and God know, maybe even your spouse isn't aware of. Make them known to God with thanksgiving, with worship, Get away from the crowd. Go and sing a song somewhere. Get on an instrument if you play, if you're musical. Sing to him. Make a definite, you know, there's an exchange there. You speak to him and he listens. And it becomes a marked moment in eternity. And God's peace shall be yours. A tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Look what it says um, For the Lord is near what it renders that in the Amplified is he's coming soon in the verse before, verse 5. Let all men know and perceive and recognise your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit, or in the ESV, your gentleness. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. And then finally in verse 8, where it asks us to fix our minds not away from anxious things, but rather positively to all of the things that Jesus himself fixed his mind on through his own sojourn. Verse 8, For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and honourable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable. It's an interesting distinction. Whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account, of these things, fix your minds on them. I think particularly as I read that this morning, the purity issue jumps out, perhaps because I'm reading on holiness at the minute, but whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pure, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Ah, Lord, we pray now that you would cultivate within our orbits each of us, wherever we are, the kind of relationships that are genuinely born of your spirit, I pray that you would help us to be aware of how near you are to us in the midst of this world, this weary world rejoicing, and that whatever causes anxiety or doubt or unbelief, wherever there is an ingrained pattern of accusation of the enemy that we perhaps don't recognize, I pray that your nearness... And not only your nearness now by your spirit, but also the actual coming of yourself again would be so clear in our minds. I pray, Lord, that whatever is pure and lovely and lovable and particularly that which is holy, Lord, perhaps there are people listening today who need to fix their minds on the purity of who you are and of your nearness and of your coming. Lord, that you would, in that great Thomas Chalmers expression, you would... Give us all, give each of us listening today the expulsive power, the expulsive power of a new affection. Lord, I pray that in a sense today you would be new to each of us, that you would give us each a new affection. I pray in the precious name of Jesus to encourage your people today. Strengthen each of us by your spirit in the holy, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Come, Lord. With this weary world rejoicing, would you come, Lord, soon in the precious, matchless name of Jesus. Amen.